Hello and welcome to Open All Lives, the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. There are there's five of us. There's quite a few of us around this table tonight. Uh, we're usually lucky if we get four, but but we're very lucky tonight because there's four fans and one uh, ex QPR player and crowd favourite. The one who isn't the crowd favourite is Paul Finney. <laughs> How are you, Paul? I'm grand. You're good yourself. Good. Good to see you this fine Tuesday night. Stuck I, I got a text from you this afternoon saying, "Don't worry." We'll be really quick, and we'll get through the podcast quickly, and my R's end will be quick. Was your phone nicked, or were you hacked? I didn't say that. I said, keep it brief, David. Actually. We'll keep it brief. If you're going to quote me. And um, no, it wasn't hacked. I've just decided that sometimes less is more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's oh, only yeah. taken you uh, seven years to get there, but well done. And you're still working if on you, it. If you, what did you say? And you're still working on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At least if I got you there. Just, right, you start your R's end now, and then we'll be good for, to finish at the end of the show. Um, <laughs> David's still in a career for stand-up. Uh, also joining us is Mark Davis. Hello, good evening. Hello, Mark. Welcome back. Set second, third, third time, Patrick, third time. Yeah. You've come not only with notes, but with notes, highlighted notes. I've, I can see a green and a pink and maybe even a yellow I've there. I've done a bit of research. I was bored at work today, so I've done a bit of research Ooh. in prep for it. So. Very good. I won't say where you work, but I do believe you're a public servant, so good to know <laughs> Good to know that it we was, are all facilitating It was that. just during my lunch break for the events of doubt. Sure, sure. Uh, also, Chris Charles... Hello. Hello, Chris. Good to see you. Hello, We've David. We've together for ages no. and ages. It's probably about the, the, the second this season, I think. Yeah. I haven't seen you this year. No. Um, I've, I've missed you. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, but we're all very uninteresting. The one who is interesting, who's joined us for maybe, I don't know, the third or fourth time, is Lee Cook. Hi. How Welcome, are you? Lee. Welcome back. Thanks. Um, so, uh, we should start with you, really. First of all, before we get into QPR stuff... What are you doing? What are you doing now? You were playing up until about a year ago, if I got that right? Two years now. Two years? Yeah, well, yeah, two years. Year and no. I don't even know what it is. I think um, I was 34. What and am what, I now? And, what are, and what are you up to now? Um, th- I'm 36 in August. All right. Happy what birthday. Did obviously, uh, what? what? What did in August? He's going to offer third. to send you flowers. I'm the 13th. All right, are you a Leo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that. Bit of a chap. He'll offer to send you flowers. <laughs> I'm a Leo, by the way. Oh, yeah, I'm a Leo. 24th of July. Well done, everyone. None of you are getting flowers. Um, no, and I meant football-wise. Football-wise? No, football-wise, I literally what now doing? I look after... Well, I've got a range of football players from the age of 17 till 27 now, basically being a football agent. So licensed, you're a Mr. 10%? Uh, licensed intermediary. You're, 5%. All right, okay. Yeah. Anyone we should know of or have heard of or need to look out for? Um, yeah, there's a few actually. Um, one Andy Year, Dom at Barnsley, who's had a couple of good games against the Rangers, I believe, this year. Um, we've got a young lad at Celtic, Kundai Benu, that we moved. Um, there's a very young, good lad we've got at Peterborough, Idris Carnu, he's one to keep an eye on. A couple of young lads at West Ham, Vashon Neville, Corey Henry. So, yeah, we've um, we've tried to get the 17, 18 year olds and try and um, try and nurture them and help them in their positions and and how they sort of play. I tend to try and scout and find um, the number 10s wide players. Right. Um, that's what I look for. They're my favourite type. So they're the ones I think I can help the most. And 
So you're going to different games every week. How how much are you getting to see Rangers? Not as much as I like. I've only been to, I think, two, maybe three games this year. Um, always come the last home game and go in my mate's box and get paralytic. So that, I'm looking That's not to, a euphemism. You I'm actually look, do I'm go and sit to, in his to, to executive that. box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah there's... Um, he, he has been known to frequent the current scepter afterwards and be carried out. Yeah, well, if maybe the last game, Yeah, so that's. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> that probably be the next time I get down. So, uh, did yeah. you see? Did you get to watch the Fulham game? I did. I watched the first half and then I had to leave and I listened to it. Um, but it sounded like the second half was was the best half and I I missed that. But I've since watched some of the highlights and um, yeah, it was an impressive second half performance and a good result. I mean. At the time when the second one went in before half time, I actually got up to leave with the ump, and then mm. I heard we we, we scored um, straight away. So yeah, that that gave me a little bit of hope for the second half, and then obviously we've come out and and bossed the game really second half from what I've been told and what I've seen on the highlights. So fair play to the boys. I've had a great week with the Villa performance and and that one, yeah. um, and it's come at a good time really. Um, it was getting a bit stale. Um, people getting the ump a little bit and to pull out two performances like that you know it's great timing and I'm looking forward now to the next you know whatever it is seven, how many games is there left seven or eight is it um, to the end of the season so mm. yeah I'm, I'm 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 quite excited not more so much this season more for next season because I think now we're going to see maybe Oli's going to get a new deal we're going to be a bit more everyone knows what's going to be happening He's got another chance to bring some of his own sort of players in. Um, he's had a lot of mess to sort out. Still lots to sort out. Mm. Um, you know, fans know a bit about it, but I, I know a little bit more than what the fans do. And it, it's been quite bad down there. Um, and they've had, a, they've had a lot of crap to sort out. Mm. Um, and I think they've done a great job. So, New deal for you, for Ollie? For me, yeah. Um, you know, I've been the, the games I went to weren't actually great. We didn't actually play that well, and I've heard fans, a lot of my friends, moaning about the performances have not been good enough. Not just the results; it's been the performances have been a bit flat. But we've always seemed to dig out results at the times we've needed them. We go back. I was speaking to Paul earlier about it: the Wolves and the Sheffield United results when it was getting a bit flat, and then boom, went and beat them, and everyone rose again. Similar to this little stint we had there with Villa and Fulham, so the boys are putting out performances at the right time. And you know, it's not the strongest squad in the division. And you know, I think we're sort of overachieving a little bit with a with the squad that we've got. Mm. But do you think this <clears throat> this run, this decent run we have, and we could be a victim of our own success? Because all of a sudden, I noticed that the the one of the uh, Birmingham papers uh, describes uh, Ize as a young star in the making and stuff like that. Um, how we, how as, as an agent, how hard is it going to be to hang on to some of those players? Are, are people going to be swooping in the summer? Do you think, or is it is it a bit uh, soon? No, I think it's a bit soon. Um, I've seen the kid a lot in the under twenty threes game. Um, I've got one of the lads in that same team, so I've seen him quite a bit. A bit Rayan. I think the lunch stint at Wickham done him the world of good. Um, Gaz was gutted he couldn't keep him, and when when you know that. Because um, that League Two is not great. It's a horrible division, and a lad of his talent who you can go down there, get beat up, get bullied. He kept going. I see a couple of the Wickham games, scored a couple of great goals, and he's just so calm on the ball. And I think the Championship's going to be a better league for him to play. 
Well, he does. Everyone else seems to be going at 100 miles an hour, and he seems yeah. to be in second gear almost. It's like that, that old cliche about the first 10 yards are in the brain and all the rest of it. He always seems to have so much time on the ball. Where's his best position? Um, I would say as a number 10. Um, when he drops off the forward and drops in them little holes... Um, I mean he was a bit deeper the other day dropping in centre midfield and, and getting the ball deeper and he can play that role as well but I think he's a little bit wasted there I think if he's more advanced up the field you see the best of him because um, he can hit a ball mm. he's got a hell of a strike on him and you know if he can get get into that little hole and start running the game from there and adding some bit more goals to his game then you know you're going to see a, a player that we will struggle to keep hold of unless we pick up in the next season or two Finn Fulham, Villa, a week ago we were very unsatisfied in this room following the podcast we'd recorded. No, following the Sunderland game. <laughs> and a week is a long time Which I got and, all that, and all that business. Yeah. So go on, what, no, what, what do you think now? I got pulled in the pub on Saturday, quite rightly for being a negative bastard. I can't help it, it's the way I was born. Um... Negative. I was born on the 13th of August, the day the troubles broke out in Northern Ireland. I was always going to be miserable. Anyway, um, going, yeah. going back to the game, Villa went up there with Andy, Cindy and met my mate up there, Alan, and we all said 4-0. Hello, folks. Yep. If it hits 4-0 at half-time, we'll be on out. Not that we ever want to do that sort of thing because we don't want to see a smoke John Terry. I've got to say, when the third goal went in, I was we were just dancing around the place. Everyone was going mental. It was like the old days. We absolutely, Manning, who we did say last week, if memory serves you right, deserves a goal in the team, has come in and been superb. Donnell Furlong's excelled with the back four being what it is. Uh, Bidwell is starting to look like the player you think he could have been, mm-hmm. but never quite sure if there was it in there. But a Villa, just total team performance. Um, Luongo was just absolutely superb for me man of the match um, Eze superb and again a couple of good saves from Smithies which kept us in the game like Saturday they gave us a chance to explore Fulham got into that we obviously will talk about the walk later on and stuff freezing took me three days anyway um, I felt it was a master stroke at half time as pointed out to me by Clive in the pub which is fair do's, that we put um, Manning on Carney which ended up when Carney being sent off, mm. their number 10. And also, uh, the, the lad up front they had, um, Donnell, had him in his back pocket going down the Fulham Palace Road after the game. Um, and it kind of, I agree with Lee, when them two goals went in, I feared the worst because they were Boston. So they, they had so much space on the flanks, it was it was just scary how much they were breaking us down. You think, oh, it's going to be one of them. Them Egypt's with the clappers are going to be singing, it's, it's happening again, and you're just going to go, and then bang. What were those clappers? They're just full of fans with people. It's, it's embarrassing. They can't make a noise. But they have the clappers. We have the passion. Who cares? Leave them to him. I'd, I'd rather support QPR in any league than sit there with a bit of paper trying to bang it off my hand. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, uh, carry on. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> anyway. Um, and, then, and then, I know I'm biased, right? I know I'm biased when it comes to the wee lad Smith. I know this because of where I come from. But oh yeah, he's Wee Smith, isn't he? he That's how we refer to yeah, him. Not yeah, not Smith. It is Smith. Yeah, um, and it's Ezzy. It's not yeah. easy. Yeah, I know. I know. It, I know it is Ezzy. But the fact is, when everyone sings the song, it's easy, easy, easy. Then I mean, you can't help but but call him that. That's it's still wrong. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
When he came Is on, this your house end, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> Look, David, whoever told you we were fully today was taking the mickey and yeah. there's no way to deflect it on us. Yeah. So your man's come down the wing, he's skinned him three or four times, they've tried to totally take his feet away from the rest of his body. And with that, I've noticed the youngsters are kind of bringing the more experienced players into the game more. Because I've noticed with the, the wee lads have lifted everyone in the squad. Mm. Smith last week, big Smith against Terry, battered him. It's the best performance I've seen him have. And you kind of think, if we can carry on like this in the season, we've got nothing to worry about. And all our morning's... Oh, we're, we're safe now, surely. Oh, we're massively safe. Although someone, Joe Hilton... Although this time last year, with eight, seven, eight games to go, I think we had the same number of points. And well, we Joe, Joe Hilton, there was someone in the pub on Saturday. Oh, really? Joe Hilton was talking to someone who was still working out, could we possibly get really good at it? And we had to calm him down and say, no, we're absolutely fine now. Mark? So just on that point, this time last year we had 50 points, so three... Uh, less now than we had then and that's when we went on that big loss of yeah. uh, seven in a row I think which it was, won't wasn't happen it? which won't happen but I mean just picking up what St. Lee said as well and this is where my uh, my boring lunch break comes into its own um, after we had the two good performances against Wolves and Sheffield United that's when we went on our worst run of the season we lost I thought that was in, miserable in, in, I'm just trying to just you know <laughs> prove I did something at lunchtime um you know, so after the Wolves 2-1 and after the Sheffield United, we then went on six games, five defeats and that draw against Brentford. So, you know, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, actually. No, I, th- I think what I'm saying is, you know, let's not get carried away with the two mm. decent results and then become complacent. Because I think there might have been an element of complacency that came in <coughs> after beating Wolves and Sheffield United because they were up there on the top one name and Sheffield United, I think, was second when we played them. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Um, so, you know, let's not get too carried away, hopefully. That reminds me, on this bit of paper, reminds me when I used to play computer games in my teens, it was always QP Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Sorry. I don't know what game you were playing. On like, <laughs> on like Pro Evo, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Where, yeah. yeah. Um, was all like... But yeah, look, you know, anyone that thought we'd take three points off a of Villa and then a point at, at, at Fulham is, is probably lying. There's no way anyone thought we would have got that result. No. The Villa game was unbelievable. Um, you know, I see the smile and well, the look on John Terry's face when when he was being abused by, what was it, 200 Rangers fans at the end of the game was, was unbelievable. He, he, he took it well, he splattered us. Uh, he's always, he's class, isn't he, that fella? Uh, and, and to be honest, the Fulham game as well, 2-0 down, I thought, here comes another six. It, was, mm. it wasn't looking good at all. Um, there was a slight tweak made at half-time, um, uh, and it all came good, didn't it, really? And I agree with you, actually, on uh, Finney, on Bidwell. I think Bidwell is now the player he was at Brentford. Mm. and the player we thought we were getting and playing him out of position was criminal frankly and now actually when he's playing as a proper full back as opposed to a wing back he's coming into his own and and Darnell Furlong on the other on the other one again kept, is outstanding um, although he had a sort of bit of an early flourish Sessegnon uh, Fa- Furlong I beg your pardon kept the sort of wonder kid he was subbed quiet that's he? the biggest compliment you can pay the kid he was subbed but also I'd say he did play really 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 well on Saturday again and probably won't get any credit he's the chief absolutely superb yeah. blocked everything he's so confident on the ball now him, him and Joel Lynch are kind of having a really good partnership now it's kind of it's the back four I'd like to see kept together I know it's contracts time but I think you build I don't know what you think Lee but I always think you, you build your defence first and then all else falls into place afterwards yeah, that's I'm not. That's probably the one part of the pitch I think we need to improve. Okay, massively. I think. I think um, it, go on. Oh no, I just think we do. Um, 
you know, the time the games I've seen this year, some of the mistakes, it's just like. Phew. So Newell's uh, contract is up. Are you renewing his contract? I think the club. I think the club will. Um, Which wasn't what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you think he's worthy? Of a- it, well, you know, there, there are players out there you can get. It's whether the club can a pay a transfer fee for anybody, which I don't think they can. Right. Um, so it's going to have to be free transfers or loans. So in that sense, then you would offer him a new yeah. deal because you can't because he's bring, you can't buy standard. anyone to yeah. come in. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lynch, same. Uh, not for me. Um, interesting point on Bibwell because I think he can't play out of posi- he can only play that position he's not good enough to play anywhere else That's he's he's a basic fullback who does his job 7 out of 10 every week that's what he does so if you're going to play him that's that's where you play him Darnell's come into the side and done well I mean you know I'm, I'm a big fan of Darnell not just because I know his dad but I think he's he's got a good chance the kid I think he's got all the attributes there but I mean I think the defence is one area we do need to to brush up on, I think we need a new a new pairing at the back. Well, you're 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 presumably seeing a lot of lower league football. You're getting to know the players. What kind of players should QPR be looking at? Yeah, I mean, see, centre halves is such a it's a, such a weird, strange position. Position. I've seen players go from, you know, taking Angus McDonald for example, who was at Barnsley, who's now just signed for Hull. I mean, he was playing at Torquay eighteen months ago. Mm. Um, Barnsley took the gamble, brought him in. Played him every week. He nearly went to Norwich. Um, you know, they are there. There's some good young centre-halves, you know, out there to get. Um, obviously, the scouting system's in place. Mel Johnson's back in with, with uh, Penny and stuff. So, they're out doing it, looking and, and, and trying to find the, the, the best players they possibly can at the club and bring in. But for me, defence needs needs polishing. Um, sorry, Mark, I interrupted you. I th- spoke over you about... No, I think I was only going to make the point about, you know, I think all of the the criticism that the the team have come in for is when we've tried to play with three centre-halves. And Mm. I I can't remember where I read it, but I think they're saying that the manager plays three centre-halves because you can't pick, you can't trust just two centre-halves to do the job. So having three in the team almost is 50% cover in case one of them drops a ricket, which is why I don't think if he wasn't completely set on what his, his middle two are going to be, that's why he played three, just in case one of them dropped a wicket. Would that be the case, Lee? Rather than like, why why is Ollie playing these three centre halves? Is it some tactical master yeah, plan, or is it to mitigate against mistakes? It's what everyone is trying to do, isn't it? That's that's the way. That's what you know. It's the the way the Premiership sort of go in, and mm. people are trying to do it as you drop down. I mean, I've seen League Two side so try and do it, and it looks just looks a shambles. But What's the thinking behind it? To play. To play to play out from the back, um, you've got an extra man there. Uh, your fullbacks can kick on, and they're effectively wingers. But if you're saying Bidwell um, can't do anything no. other than that traditional left back role, I think we all know that, don't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, yeah. But I'm yeah. saying if, if that's the case, then that's those two things are not compatible, are they? No, but should he have been playing? Um, uh, Robinson, he's he's quick. He he could have probably played there. Um, but he actually done a decent job playing in the in the centre half position at the time. Um, it's, it's having the t- it's having the players to play it, and I don't think we we, we had the players to play it. But then mm. I've got Hall to come back as well, which is an interesting mm. one. Yeah, it works yeah. better. We, we we grant Hall's in the team when he can just like switch from defence mm. to attack. Uh, but good, but I agree with Mark. I think the three centre halves was was daft because 
we just it wasn't working and people were screaming we've done it ourselves in the podcast we're no mm. football experts apart from Lee who obviously is I know David isn't um, <laughs> and um, true and, um, I can understand why they've done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I can understand it why, why I had a go at it. Yeah. Um, you know, people were doing it. And sometimes, if you do get it right, it's really hard to play against. You know, if you, if you play that formation and the team's on, on a good flow, it's hard to play against. Why? It. Explain why it's hard to play it against. Because when, when you've got... so that Generally, when you play the three at the back with the two wing-backs, you've got the extra man in the midfield. So you're getting out past across the middle because your full backs are kicking on you've always mm. got an option to the left or the right of you you've got the extra player in the midfield and if you're playing that nice sexy football as I used to say I grew good it called it it worked and if it works it's very hard to play against especially if you're in a 4-4-2 uh, in the opposite side playing against it it's quite difficult so I understand why they had a go at doing it but you know if it's not working you've got to change it so I, I think um, we kept getting good. sorry no, I was just going to say, but the, I think the problem was you said about the style of football and playing nice football. The, the, the answer is that we weren't. We were just mm. like lumping it up to Smith. I mean, what's pleased me most over the last couple of games is that we're actually, especially second half of Fulham, and I wasn't at Villa, but pretty much all game, we were actually play, we, we weren't resorting to that. No, not we at were, all. We were actually we mixed it a lot. I mean, QBR over the years have always done this. We've all, I think we've beaten first, second, third, fourth, and probably fifth this season. Oh. And we always get sucked into long ball against the lesser teams. But it's so pleasing. So, I mean, sometimes I'd rather... I don't know, like, the games that stand out for me, nil-nil against Newcastle a few years ago, with Sean Wright-Phillips playing probably his best game. The nil-nil at Leeds away last season. Two of the best games in terms of attractive football we've played. Sometimes I'd rather see us almost not win, but just play some decent... But to be honest with you, I, I think football is sometimes overthought. And everyone tries to be, try these lovely, sexy, like you said, formations and, and ways. Mm. But sometimes a team has to play 4-4-2. Mm. And QPR, you can see a difference. Bidwell's a better player. Pavel has improved immensely. I mean, on Saturday, he was all over the show. And he was skinning players again in his proper position. And that's the bottom line. Play these people in the positions you brought them in to do. And they'll do a better job. Smith is, is not going the only one I feel sorry for, it's got to be said, is Washington. I think his time's up at QPR. I don't think it's going to happen for him. It's it's just whether... unfairly. I mean, you you've always been a big supporter of his. But do you think? Do you think it's time to move him on? As a player, because he plays for Northern Ireland and he's always done a good job. And he's, he's he's a trier as well. He's not. Yeah. He's not. He's not like Jet, who came in and sulked if he didn't do that, anything. That's not in doubt. He no, is. No. He is a but good I think egg. I th- we, we like him. But if you were Holloway, Paul. Given that you've been a big supporter of his, what would you do with? Washington? I think I'd, I'd, I'd say to the lad, it's, it's about time that you went and enjoyed yourself somewhere um, because um, <laughs> he, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. No, well, we it. all want. We all want oh, you to say that. Yeah. 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 He, he doesn't look yeah. happy. I mean, yeah, join Lee at the Crown and Scepter yeah. on the last day of the season. I mean, not being funny, like you can see it there when when. Um, when Wee Smith comes on, he's he's full of enthusiasm. He's running. He's taking people on. He's changed the game. You could say he's putting crosses in. He's freeing up thing. Connor come on and it was just going wrong. He was going one way, the ball kind of thinking it's going to go the other way. He's gone a different direction. He's fallen over a defender and stuff. It's just not happening. Um, I don't know. It's just it's it's not right because it's it's sad to see any player feel at QPR. No one's seen and it, and he has tried really hard. Um, but yeah, I, I think maybe he'll be moved on in the summer. I think quite a lot will be. But what I wanted to say, I'm quite excited because you read about some of the youngsters, especially, you know, we've, we've got Joe on lawn at Blackpool who's doing, Joe Lumley that is, he's a, he's, a, he's a Blackpool. And I, you know what, if we do lose Smithies, which 
nine out of ten chances that probably will do the summer. He can step up. We said he, that he, last he, summer, he will though. bypass Ingham as 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 number one. Lee, is there any like buzz or discussion around the, the industry, for want of a better word, about any of our better players maybe going, moving on? So we're thinking Smithies, Freeman, yeah, Robinson. Freeman, I think you know if the season the season that Freeman's having, um, you know, he could go. Um, generally, he'd be watched over a good season, but these days, you if you have a good six months the clubs tend to come in and mm. they give you a three or four million on the basis that he might he might kick on and if he does then we've at least doubled our money um, that's what's happening these days so mm. I think there's going to be an offer for Freeman from somebody um, what do you think so? also Luongo in the World Cup is a big big window yeah I don't Australia think though yeah as well, in they're not going to set the tournament well, you alight you, are you, they? you don't know that I mean there's, there's always listen you're there it doesn't matter you, you have a decent few games even if you get you you play well. The people you watching him. He's in a big big window, so mm, the chance of holding yeah. him after the World Cup if he gets three starts is going to be pretty slim. Mm. So, what know. do you think though? I mean, if someone comes in, but I mean, I think we paid three hundred thousand for Freeman, or at least that yeah. was the figure that was advertised. I mean, if someone comes in and offers say three million, do you let him go? Well, he paid three million for uh, Luongo. No, not Luongo. No, Freeman. 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 Um, no. I mean, I, I wouldn't, but no. I've just seen some chat on some message you don't boards. Let you've him got to, re- you've, you've got to, to realise that every single player at Queens Park Rangers is up for sale. Yeah, every no, I know, player. but I mean, I've seen some chat on message boards where people are saying, "Yeah, just get rid of Freeman in the summer, and we'll just we'll just put Easy in." I mean, he, I mean, he's a good prospect, but he's only had three games. He's probably not exactly the same sort of player as well. No, Freeman's think, had I the most assists be... in the division. Hmm. This think, yeah, he's had eight or nine, isn't he? Yeah, he's nearly going to break my record. I'm thinking, I've got steady on eight, but yeah, no, I think it'd be more than three million. I think the offer is going to be maybe close to double that, no, um, no. and then you're thinking, "Core, do we take five or six for him?" That's a, you know that's a different scenario. Then I don't, I don't think you can not turn that down, can you? Yeah. I mean, like, if we're honest to ourselves, if if the club is as skint as as things suggest they and are, FFP hanging over heads, you know, and, how much and, more skint than skint can you get? The well, club can't it, operate when it's spending money. No, it's not. So so. But we're skint. We'll be a bit less skint than skint. You're right, uh, and uh, levels of skint. But if if we can't spend money on a, on a transfer fee, then getting six million in for Freeman is something they just can't turn down. You know, we're not going to then go if and spend you then spend it on the yeah. Jobs. But you're not going to spend the six on someone else coming in. It gives an opportunity to buy you know a few players for that and hope that not like we used to do. You know, take a punt on the Les Ferdinands and and with the greatest respect, the Lee Cooks. You know, these things do happen and they do turn out to be the right thing. And that's what we yeah, used to do. Group, that's yeah. what we've got to get mm. back to doing as well. You can't <laughs> turn down six million for Freeman. No, no. But then again, saying that, lads, we've got to be realistic. To, to woo over, for want of a better word, the whole FFP thing, we've probably got to sell players and maybe not replace them in that financial way and show that we're trying to live within our means. We've, we've got this fight over our heads. We've also got to show now that we're living within our means. So we sell a player for four million. Maybe it isn't going to be another free transfer. Maybe we're just going to have to scout really hard. I mean, Smithy's proved that we can go to the Irish League and maybe pick up a few players. We can um, go to non-league and pick up, like Cookie said, there's players in League 1, League 2. We're going to have to take a punt on. We're going to have to ride this out because if we keep spending the money, no matter how much it is, FFP will look at us and say they have another lesson. We've got to show that we're trying to live within our means now. I I feel like Smithy's is going... I feel like he is the one that's all being lined up for. I can't believe he's still here. Tell me different. Yeah, he'd be hard to keep. And also, I feel a bit like with Charlie Austin, like it's kind of fair enough. If he goes, oh, totally. he's paid his dues, yeah. he's done his time. And I looked at that picture yesterday, I don't know if you saw it in the paper, the four England goalies 
were all lined up. So there was Hart, Butland, uh, the, the fella at Burnley and, whoever, uh, and, and um, Pope and Pickford. And I thought, well, okay, you know, they're, they're, you know Smithies is, is playing at a different level to them. But there's not that much between him and that standard of goalie. And then, if he was playing higher, he can, he can, he, he. I kind of wouldn't blame him if he goes. And so maybe that's why they brought Ingram back and they're lining up um, Lumley as well. I, I wouldn't like blame him. At, I wouldn't blame him at all. But I mean, in January there wasn't a sniff him. Everyone thought he was going in January. Yeah. I think I said the summer yeah. before. I meant January, and it wasn't a sniff him. Maybe January's, you know, okay. It's not as big as, as the summer. But I mean, in, in out of interest, out players out of contract this summer is is the chief Mackie, Perch, Robinson, Jet, and Kakai. I mean, you've got to keep Jet. <laughs> but that's a given, yeah. You well, you want, well, out of those, you, you obviously want to keep Robinson, don't you? But the indications are he wants to see what's around. Yeah. And depending on your view, Anua, I guess. And yeah. that's well, it, I, would, no? I would, but you don't, you'd have to have him on reduced terms. From what I understand, he's yeah. probably <clears throat> the biggest earner at the club now. Now all the other ones have gone. I think the club are offering one, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Whether I think he agrees or not, I guess. Is a he seems matter. settled. I mean, the other thing we've got to do is is, is be, be wise, but also you can't bring these youngsters into the squad, give them a go, and then replace them. You know, we've got to stick with this this way of doing things. And you know what? With the passion, you've seen it with the fans on Saturday, the bounce was a, you know, the, it's, it's it's feeding up. We've always said, that, you know, do the fans feed the players or vice versa? Both have fed each other now. You were there, Chris, and Saturday. The, yeah, the points were just we've amazing. turned the corner. I think we have, and, and, and by no, all accounts... we going straight back into brick wall again, but yeah, we have. But, but by all accounts, someone said that... Red, I don't know how true this is, but again... Sorry, on Mark, a, I on, <laughs> Again on a forum, said that Reading, Reading's nearly, allocation's nearly sold out. I don't know if that's the initial allocation, but I think... I got my ticket. You could be on, on Saturday, because there's, there's a buzz about the place again. Everyone, yeah. And we, we should have won it, really. I mean, I, even my mate at work, who, who claims that Ryan Sessignon is apparently the best teenager in the world, who is... Was marked out the game by um, Darnell Furlong. He sort of conceded reluctantly. We, we should have won. So, it. so side point on Ryan Sessegnon. I read a profile on him in four four two, and they asked him who was your childhood hero, and he said Lee Luke, Cook, Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw, yeah, Luke Shaw's twenty two. Luke Shaw is twenty two. How can he be anyone's childhood we, hero? We were, we were coming back. We were coming back. We were coming back for a, a game, um, and they were playing Bolton, and we, we were coming back, and we saw the Fulham team. As you do, the track suits on, back at Euston. So um, I can't imagine you had anything to say, Paul. <laughs> I, got told, <laughs> I got told to jog on by a very posh person. Um, and um, Sassignon had this Were bag. you abusive to them? I, actually, I wasn't. What, what it was is that Cindy and I were there with a couple of other QPR fans. I wanted to take the photograph of his backpack, which had gold and silver studs on it. It's the most ridiculous thing. So, of course, woke up to me and goes, ah, oh, selfie. No, turn round. We want to take a picture of your bag. It's ridiculously awful. Come on, turn round. And these Fulham fans are going, the QPR fans, jog on. Just jog on. And I was like, someone's been watching Green Street. Fair, he's got your number fairly early on, hasn't oh, he? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was, but it was the most ridiculous thing. And it's kind of like, I noticed that on Saturday, when we come out of the ground on Saturday, we're down and down the road. And all these Fulham fans are like, yeah, we're going in different directions. We're going up, you're going down. And it's like, they clearly haven't studied the league table. We're not going down. And I just I said, pointed out to them the way you played today, I wouldn't be so sure. I would love, as Kevin Keegan would say, to see them struggle so badly in the playoffs and blow it because they're becoming like the mitts down the road, a wee bit too arrogant for their own good. You would love it. You would love it. Do you know, I had a fiver on Millwall today at 66 to 1 to go up. 
They're on a massive run at the moment. Mm. They're massively. Yeah. Six, six to one today. Yeah, sixty-six to one just to be promoted. I had to double check with a well-known that, what about the playoffs? firm. What about making the playoffs? Yeah, I check with them, and that includes the playoffs. So if you want to get on, I'll tell you. Sixty-six to one just for them to make the playoffs. Just, no, no, to get promoted. So they'd have to, have to carry on this ridiculous run, and then. Win the semi-final, then win the playoff final. The other thing we haven't talked about... Sorry, David, the ticket. Do we think... This is an interesting one. Sorry, chaps. This is what he does. This is what he does to prolong everything. Go on. Don't worry. Yeah, go on. How much credit does Chris Ramsey get for this? Coming in after the Forest game. No one's talked about Chris. Yes. So... And you expected me to talk about Chris. Everybody is now talking about Chris Ramsey. Everybody's kind of wondering if he's now been the the catalyst for this change in form. I'll be honest, we did ask to speak to him tonight uh, on the podcast, and the message came back that he's actually just a kind of evidently a bit of a shy chap, prefers to keep himself to himself, crack on with the job that he's doing. And what do you stand as if I remember rightly from what you said? Well, I mean, in some ways, I don't blame him, given the amount of stick he got last time round. I know results weren't great. I mean, we did play to the Bolton 4-3, I think he was in charge of that. We had some good good fun games with him. But, I mean, after that Brentford game, I mean, that that, that was where I thought some fans... Some fellas, some guys are just not cut out for the number one. No, exactly. Brian Kidd is like the modern one of the best modern day number twos but he, he had an absolute stinker at Blackburn but what, people, but what people don't realise is that Chris had a I think before the Fulham game a couple of days before he lost his system and stuff and um, right. had a you know had a bad year as well so that's got to affect you as a human being it's got to and he didn't want to make it public because he, he wanted to be judged on his merits and I mean, that must have took a lot of guts to do that. Yeah, no, all I'd said to, before we get back to that subject was the Brentford game. I was just a bit shocked by some of the stuff I heard coming out of fans, you know, when we when we lost and he, he was walking off. And in, in, in some respects, I can't blame him. But if, if he thinks he's speaking to a QPR podcast, you know, he might think he's going to get a but look, look, I mean, all right, I hate to mention Arsenal, but I will. Look at the abuse. I saw a video of, of Wenger at a training ground and his Arsenal fans just call him everything under the sun, the F word, the C word, the W word, everything. And I'm thinking he's Wenger. Yeah, they called him Wenger. <laughs> Wenger, Wenger, whatever he's called, yeah. French lad. Can't miss him. Yeah. Happy, happy no, bollocks. The W word. Oh yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, oh sorry. <laughs> Don't try jokes with dyslexics. Word association. Sorry. It sorry. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and you kind of see the disrespect. Also, football fans. I don't know. It's I seen um, Helga Helgerson once get abused outside the Springbok, and I was appalled because it is a little boy. Well, you, Claire, you must have been there sometimes when people have said things to you when things aren't going well. It can't be nice. Yeah, no, yeah, that was a ruthless walk sometimes back to the car park. You know, there was a few lads getting a lot of stick uh, back one season when I was there. It was, you know, I think it was bottom of the league after the eight players or nine games, that. something like that. When you're coming out, do any of the players say, do you want to walk back together or whatever? No, nah, nah, well, some might. I don't know, I didn't, but some some might. Um, but yeah, that, really bad? What's that? Did you ever see anything really bad that made you think? Ah, uh, just a, just abuse, really. Um, you know, and you, you're taught as a player just to, you know, let them say it and just crack on with it. Um, if they get personal, then it's another, it's another story. When you know, if kids are brought into it, or you know, wives and stuff like that. Um, I remember it's happened a couple of times, even in the Premiership, that when people are in the dugouts and it's been said something about the kid or their wife, and players just flip and lose it. 
Um, but yeah, it's generally, generally, if you, you know, if you get called a knob or whatever, you just got to crack on. <laughs> What Finney does. A, that's what Finney does. That's a bit different to like people. <laughs> that's just a hug. The bit yeah. I was talking about was people literally frothing at the mouth, and you know, yeah. and, and I was just a bit, oh, crikey. But that does uh, happen, though, Chris. It's bound to. No, I know we're, that, mate. Yeah, so, it's, um, we're, we're nearly at the hour's end, but I'm already? conscious of Mark's two pages of notes and doing justice to them. So we haven't talked about twelve Mark, commandments. What yet. what needs talking about? Amongst this, your extensive here, research. What's the chart for? I don't understand charts, except when Adam Ant was number one. I, well, that's going to take a while to explain then. It's got a lot of colours and lines on, so let me do that after we finish recording, because it'll be a long one. But um, I think all, all I've tried to do is, is just have a look at the results. I've split the seedling up into, into three-thirds, if you like, and just had a look to see actually when you know, our, our run of luck changed or our run of form changed. And actually, if you go back to the start of the year with the Cardiff one, um, the 12 games, 12 or 13 games since then actually has been our best third of the season so far. We've got 20 points out of those games. Um, so you can argue, actually, it's not just uh, since the Forest game that we've got better. Actually, the, since we've playing this year, we've actually had an improvement in results across the board. Yeah, we've had a couple of shockers in there. We've had the Forest uh, 5-2 and the Middlesbrough uh, defeats at home. But actually, you know, our run of form has improved since the turn of the year. Interestingly, the middle third of the season has been our worst. And we only picked up 13 points on there with only three wins. And that's when we had that run of six games without, without a win after beating Wolves and Sheffield United. And we came, went off to a relatively slow start with three wins and, and five draws, um, getting 14 points in the first 12 games. So trying to look at actually when we've improved, yeah, clearly, clearly we've got some decent results after the Forest debacle. But actually, since the start of the year, we've not been playing too badly. And all the teams that we've been beaten by are actually teams above, the tab- in a, above us in the above table us. that actually think, you know what, we probably would get beat by them. Apart mm. from Forest. Um, apart from the Forest one. But, you know, the defeats we've had, we got beat by Wolves. OK, you'd expect that. Bristol City, you'd expect that. Um, Sheffield United, you'd probably expect that on form. So actually, since the start of the year, we've not been too bad. Uh, and, and we just need to, you know, have a look back to see... Okay, where's the improvement come from? We haven't changed uh, the, the the structure or the the formation since the start of the year, but things are looking up. You know, it's not all bad at the moment. Things are beginning to turn around, and and whether that can be taken on into into next season with the inevitable player changes that are coming, um, it'll be good to see. But we're not in a bad place right now. Are you talk about the office for the podcast of the team. Both. Okay, Four. excellent. Um, right. We are. We're going to do the R's end now. We're not there. Already. We are. Surely we are. Not. We're going to do the R's end, which is the bit at the end. Anything and everything we haven't mentioned, and I'm going to go first, and I'm going to do an unusual R's end in that I'm going to force Lee's R's end on him. <laughs> it didn't sound it better when I was thinking it through in my head. Maybe you shouldn't think so. so much. Do you, did you see about this fella on Twitter, Ollie? I don't know what is what. What the manager? Ollie. No, his guy. It was Ollie and. Saturday morning, he tweeted, Ian Holloway, uh, oh, basically, yeah. if we concede less than three on Saturday, I'm going to get Ian Holloway is my dad tattooed on me. And when you're called Ollie... We're going to get thumped, lads, I think was the quote. So this bloke went on Twitter and said, we're going to get tanked, we're going to get completely turned over at Fulham. If we let in less than three, I will get Ian Holloway is my dad tattooed. And he did it. He did, yeah. He uh, did it. Him. Fair play. So, we've got his number, 
And I think we should surprise him with a call from Lee Cook to ask him all about it. Are you up for that, Lee? We always get yeah, you doing yeah, these it. stupid things. Yeah. Last time you were here, we did that. What was it? The mannequin, mannequin challenge. challenge. Yeah. Mannequin yeah. challenge. Let's um, ring him. Let's ring him. Let's ring him. <laughs> let's get him get on. his number. Ollie Clayton him. is his name, by the way. He's a 21-year-old who works <clears throat> in Labrooks. So there you go. Maybe you can get us a better price for, for Millwall. There you go. Right, should we do it? <laughs> let's do it. Hello. Hello, is that Ollie? Yeah. Ollie, it's Lee Cook. You're live on the QPR podcast. Okie dokie. <laughs> Was you expecting this call? Yeah. Not, You've not been a bit of a silly boy, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite a nice footage, to be fair. I bet you thought at half-time you were rosy, didn't you? 2-0. I bet you was like, oh, lovely, I'm gonna, I've, I've won this bit easy. Yeah, and then, yeah, it all came tumbling down, didn't it? Well, fair play. I've just seen the tattoo. You could have had some nice, like, ac- acrylic writing or something. You've had it just, like, blocks of letters, haven't you? In all the way is me dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought I might as well just get it normal because I look a bit... Oh, I look even worse if I'd scotched them in... Blimey. When are you going to get that covered up, then? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest... You might as well have um, the QPR badge there instead, eh? Cover it up. I don't know. No, no, no. I've got, I've got to stay true for at least a year. At least a year. I'll keep it for a year. You keep it for a year. Yeah, yeah. Year minimum until I make a new, a new bet. Well, you've got to go and show Ollie it next time you're at the at the game. Go and wait by the reception and make sure you show him it. I think, I think oh, he'll like that one. Yeah. I think he's got the big screen. <laughs> on the big screen, yeah. He's got on the big screen. Uh, Ollie, it's David here at the podcast. What? Tell, tell us what happened. So you tweet this thing on Saturday. You're obviously giving it large, thinking, well, we are going to get tanked. It's just a thing that's tumbled out of your mouth. And then what? Well, I was at work at the time. Um, and obviously, because I'm working at Labbridge, I can see the scores. I see 2 0. I'm, I'm oh, brilliant. I'll just sit back and I was thinking to myself, I would rather us, you know, come back and win this. But and then obviously, we came back and then I would have preferred it to be. You know, 4 three. Three all, but yeah, four three. But didn't quite go the way I expected, and then had to eat my words. And I must have had about hundred messages saying, "Oh, when are you going to do it?" So, so what, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a shock. Yeah. Why didn't you delete it straight after and and forget you have ever written it? <laughs> because I would have forgot, but no one else would have. Um, <laughs> yeah, when I when I first realised that I would have to get it, it had like. About four thousand um, views on it, so I knew that I would not get away with it again. Because I've made the same mistake before, but that tweet was a uh, was uh, a bit worse than this one. But go on then, what was, was it? it? Another tattoo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Hang on, how many of these you got? It's Chris here, brother. How many of these you got, mate? I've only I I, haven't got, I didn't get the tattoo for this one, um, but it got a lot more uh, attention than this one, and with the wrong club, unfortunately, I tweeted out. Last year, if we concede three or more to Newcastle, um, I'll get hashtag NUFC tattoo. We lost 6-0, didn't we? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you got away with that one. So, have you yeah. got any other tattoos? Was this your first tattoo? No, I've got another tattoo. A uh, bit nicer than the one I've got now on my left hand, but I don't know. <laughs> I've got another one. This one hurt a lot more, though, and it seemed like for less of a this. Sorry, it's Fiddy here. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking, did you specifically say where you would have the tattoo done? 
Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. All right, okay. Because I was thinking your arse would be a great place to start. Like, you, you know, you haven't specifically said where, you know, and just just an idea. So you did say you'll get it tattooed on your wrist, did you, Ollie? Yeah, yeah. That was a big mistake, wasn't it, fella? Hey. Yeah, I'm kind of regretting it now, but I just. Every time I wake up, I see that on my wrist. I don't know where. And, and um, so, so the one thing, the one thing I want to know is, um, you've you've had Ian Holloway is my dad tattooed on you. So, what do your actual family members think about this revelation of, of you know around your parentage? And basically, has Jeremy Kyle been on the phone? <laughs> well, when I got in the car with my mum, I was planning to hide it. And if I was to tell <laughs> you had 4,000 retweets, how are you going to hide it? Yeah, if I was to tell you what she said, then you'd have to put bleepers in, so I'm going to avoid that. <laughs> um, but She wasn't pleased then. She was livid, yeah. But ultimately, um, the fact that we were 2-0 down when you, you said you'd do it, and we came back to 2-2 and should have won it, was it worth it, mate? Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I never want them to get bragging rights over us because we know who the real pride of West London is, don't we? But it, no, it was worth it in the end. It was worth it in the end, yeah. Good, Good lad. lad. Out, out, of, out of interest, how much did the tattoo cost you? What was that, sorry? How, how much did the tattoo cost? 120. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you, you, you were done. <laughs> Ollie, brilliant. Yeah, I was oh. expecting minus 100. You said, say again, mate, you what? I was expecting it to be more like 20 and then it was 100. Oh my Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it'd be... They should have, they should, be they should, they should have paid you. Especially after seeing it. <laughs> I told my mum it was 30 though. So okay. <laughs> that, yeah. But you, yeah, let's hope well, she doesn't she's listen. not listening, yeah. mate. Ollie, yeah, well done. Nice one, big man. Take care. Brilliant. So. Ollie, I've got one quick question. Go on. Did the tattooist know who Ian Holloway was? Um, well, he knew who he was, but he actually thought that he was my dad, believe it or not. No. Did he not think it's weird? You're oh, saying you're having your dad's name tattooed. Yeah, I had to explain it to him about six times before he fully understood it. <laughs> really? <laughs> but then again, he still just thought I was odd, and he said, "If you want to cover up, I'll do it for cheap, basically." So. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, I'm not. I'm not trying to be clever after the event, but you do realise that Ian Holloway's son is actually a tattoo artist, and you could have saved yourself a wee bit of money there. Yeah, I, I saw that. I had a lot of people tweeting me it. So um, yeah, I mean, I could have got into it, but I'm sure. Never mind. Man, you might got the hump low, wouldn't you? He's Mike, but he's like, no, he's not. Just, he's yeah, just had a stinker all round, didn't yeah. you, mate? <laughs> yeah. well, I'll t- tell you what, mate, if the club don't invite you to meet up with Ian Holloway before the season's out, then they've missed a trick there. So. Definitely. Yeah, sure. On well the big done. screen after every goal. Well done, Ollie. <laughs> well done, well big done, man. Nice one, mate. Take You're care. You're a legend. One. You really are. Thank you. Good up, mate. See, See you luck. soon. Ta-da. Yeah, you know what, Lee? I don't think he quite got the message. He thought his tattoo was poo. I think you were a bit um, yeah first uh, for th- that's a great tale that right who's that's next? what makes a podcast so special sometimes <laughs> so, and well done to Chris Charles because that was his idea now Chris I've a feeling your Oz end is going to cover a fantastic monumental achievement by a number of people in the cold wind snow yes, conditions I, 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 I have got a couple so I've got one message from everybody it's literally 30 seconds for, for a shirt he's selling um, but the walk yeah uh, it was the ninth um, Tiger Feet which is raising money for QPR's team called the Tiger Comes for Kids with Down Syndrome we've over over nine years we've raised well over 100,000 all the money goes to uh, new equipment for them sending them on trips 
let him do other activities, uh, including tennis and stuff like that. Um, the kids absolutely love it. Um, they, they join us for the last bit of the walk. And, yeah, it was all arranged for a nice spring afternoon, uh, stroll through to Fulham in the afternoon. Yeah. First of all, the game gets moved till 12.30, so we're at Loftus Road at just after 7 in the morning. And then, uh, yeah, as you know, it was absolutely probably the, the coldest day of the year. Can, so, I, can I just tell a quick story about Chris that involves 30 oh seconds? No. He actually, in your eyes, <clears throat> No, go on, take Go, go on. <laughs> we're walking for about 10 minutes. I get a phone call. Have you left? <laughs> it's like, yeah, mate, we're, we're walking down Hammersmith Grove. All right. Well, Nancy wanted to get some drinks. Straight away, blame your daughter. Yeah, and I didn't see him again until we nearly got to Fulham. Yeah. Someone see, went that, walkies. That is true. But anyway, I put out on Twitter, we raised 10K. That was fake news, apparently, because I'd included the 2,700 offline, uh, offline donations and added them on. So we're still at about eight grand. So, yeah, if you Google uh, Virgin Tiger Feet 9, you've still got a chance to sponsor us. Uh, but, yes, well done to everybody, particularly uh, to Andy and Fiona for sorting it all out. And, uh, yeah, it'll be the 10th one next year. It should, should be a big one. Um, and the other thing was, there's a mate of mine um, who's selling a signed coupon PR shirt on eBay to raise money for his friend's daughter who has cerebral palsy and autism. Uh, it was personally donated by Tony Fernandez, and if you search QPR shirt autism in eBay, then you'll find it. Good cause. Very good. Mark? Um, so, just back, looking back at the numbers again, I think we've got eight games left. Um, looking at who we've got to play, there are only two teams that are well above us in the table, Preston and Brentford. When did we sign John Lewis? Um, that's an advert film. Oh, sorry. sorry. Um, <laughs> there is a player called John Lewis. Um, so, looking at who we've got to play, um, I think uh, of the eight we've got left, I think we're going to win four, draw one, and lose three um, okay. of what we've got left. And then, as I said earlier on. So, finish with 60 points. This time last done. year, we had 50 points after the same amount of games. Interestingly, back in 2010. We had 76 points, 2010-11, so that was the year we went up. Mm. Um, but I think with the games we've got left, uh, I think we've got four wins coming. And interestingly, I, I think we haven't had time to talk about it now, but, it's, but what we've got to do to get the crowds back at Loftus Road. Um, because you know, I think the team now is going in the right direction. We need all the support we can get, and we need to get people back through that door. I know times are tough, I know money's tight, but the team need all the support we can get. So if we can have a decent end of the season and push on into next, I think the crowds should start coming back, hopefully. Finney? I haven't read my season ticket today, actually, now you say that. So, everyone renews, show faith and show passion. Ray, I'm going to cover a couple of things very quickly, Neil. I swear to Jesus, I will. Right, first of all, I'm really pleased it's over this. The wee man Smith is now going to represent Northern Ireland. There was a lot of debate whether they go for the south or the north. doesn't really matter, but ha-ha, Neil, we got him. Um, so, yeah, I know you're clapping. And you, you can have, we don't want Dan Gibson, though, you can keep him. That's um, Neil, our engineer, who's from the south, just Cook. in case people can't, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Aries yes. banter, that is. Yeah. Right, second point is the walk. I'm going to cover this very quickly. It was brilliant. It was fantastic. Great to see everyone there. And it was cold. I got blisters. My legs didn't work for three days. But you know what? Mouth did die, didn't it? Okay. Sorry, go on. Um, Sorry, go on. It was just lovely seeing them, <laughs> them, them kids when you get to, to the Hammersmith Park and you realise what the hell you're doing it for. And I'm so proud of everyone that does it. We don't deserve any credit. Uh, people like Chris, who organised it with James and Fiona and Andy Evans, deserve a huge amount of credit because they change lives. It shows what this football club is really about. It's not really about the pitch. It's about the people 
away from the pitch and what they do to enhance the great name of a football club. And my last point, and I'm going to leave it here because I said it's going to be short and sweet, and I am. Well, maybe not sweet because I've never been speaking in my life, but never mind. So, so impressed with the support on Saturday. So impressed with the support at Villa. Um, it's almost like the old days, and the songs on Saturday was bringing the hairs in your neck up to replace the ones I lost nearly it was amazing it was fantastic we never give up we kept singing we kept the faith we kept believing and please keep doing that because our club is not only special we are the people's club of West London and we keep proving it year after year that's it Lee we don't have a game to predict so I'm going to let you have the last word tell us what we what will constitute a good end of the season from here, what QPR should be aiming for last, whatever it is, seven, eight games? Hmm. Interesting. Um, I would say keep this uh, run of form going. Um, maybe try and stay unbeaten. Um, a few draws, even if it's you know five draws, three wins, try and keep, keep that unbeaten run. I know we've had two on the spin now. Let's keep it going and see how long we can stay unbeaten for. Um, and then I think everyone will be happy. Before we go, sorry, Neil, last one. There must be one funny story you can tell us about your time at QPR before we, we let the podcast go. I've told you this before. I can't tell you this. It's too rude. No, it's You've just, asked, you ask me this all the I time. I know, but like, I, I think the public, with the right kind of editing, this story is amazing. Come on. Well, let's do an edited version, yep, and I'll then the next time I'll tell it. I can't we'll... believe I'm getting them to tell this story. I'm excited. No, I'm not saying it. Oh. No. <laughs> I'll tell it another time. Okay. When he said it, biggest Andy climax ever yeah. had since I took Carl Riggle for a deal. All right, then, but I'd also say that point about the fans is massive. That, that that's one thing I've been shocked at this season is the the, the really yeah. small crowds. And I know it's sometimes it's not been great, but I've never seen the crowd so so bad. Mm. I mean, I was watching some old DVDs the other day in the division below, and it was like it was like a different place. Mm. Um, and you know, we're not doing that bad. We're, you know, I know we're what fifteenth. We're, we're in the championship on forty-seven points. We can crack or maybe finish in the top twelve or whatever. But I mean, that that's been quite a disappointing point. And uh, I think that the lads are right on that. We need to um, start getting getting the people back through the door and getting that atmosphere back. Um, but does that come with playing nice football? I mean, do you think that's because the last two games, like I said earlier, we we, we played on the deck a bit more. Uh, I, I, you know, I mean, I go along because I have to, but just like seeing the yeah. ball up in the air for for a large percentage of the game. Yeah, maybe it shouldn't be like that with Rangers, though. But yeah, that's probably the reason. Um, but I just, I, some of the, the, the times I've seen it, I'm like, oh, that's a bad crowd. Mm. You know, sometimes that's really low. So many empty seats, and I'm like, oh, I'm not seen it like that in a long, long while. But we've so um, let's let's sort that out. We've turned a corner. Yeah. We hope. We hope, we think, we hope. Everyone's yeah, nodding. You didn't tell the story. <laughs> we'll get that story another time. Yeah. We will get that story another time. Right. This has been a very good then. podcast, gentlemen, even if I say so myself. We are not here is. next week because there's no game. And then we will be back. I've got, uh, yeah, the following Tuesday after the bank holiday should be Tuesday the 4th. Uh, so thank you very much Tuesday the 3rd is it whatever that Tuesday after the bank holiday so we'll be able to talk about the Reading game check the spreadsheet <laughs> <laughs> very good thank you for listening this has been Open All Lives Keep Your Podcast yours